Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. In today's conversation, I have my friend Corey Freeborn with me. Corey is a great friend, one of those guys that like, no matter what is going on in life, he's there for you. He inspires me. Him and his wife, Andy, and their three kids uh, have become such incredible parts of our lives over this last three and a half, four years. And he is not only a business owner, uh, but he's also a, a lieutenant in a fire department in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, he's one of those guys that it just doesn't matter really what's going on in life, but he figures out a way to be there for you. I'm so thankful for him. So thankful for the way that he loves and cares about people. I'm so thankful that the Lord crossed our paths and we have the friendship that we have now. And he's been through a lot and he's continued to be a resilient and faithful, loyal father, husband, and friend. And I cannot wait to share this conversation with you today. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, here we go. I've got my friend Corey Freeborn with me today on the Chase Merrill podcast. Welcome, Corey. Thank you, Chase. I'm yeah, excited to be here. Dude, so cool to have you here in person and it's uh it's been a journey of different scheduling things and you know all that you're a busy we're both busy dudes, you're a busy guy no dude you're <laughs> you're a you're actually a busy dude like I, i'm like faux ministry busy uh, you're actually busy you know out there saving lives and stuff we'll, we'll talk more about that but dude it is so good to have you uh joining me today and being a part of this project you know the 52 project you're one of the 52 people that has made an impact on my life, and uh, I wanted to uh, be sure to have an episode over this project where we could have a conversation to get to share part of why you've made that impact, and, and beyond just the impact you've had on my life, share more of like who you are with the world, people that are listening and watching. And so, super pumped that you're 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 with me today, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Thanks, man. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. And I would say, I think you are actually busier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both probably have a, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago, like an aversion to, uh, you get more, you said you get more like, uh, like, uh, maybe not frustrated is the right word, but like, like texting is you're like, you get more anxiety around texting. I get more anxiety around phone calls. And I think I avoid both of them at times, but just that so... So funny. We got we got a lot we got a lot of different similarities and, and commonalities between us in different ways. But man, I, I just for a moment for people listening uh, or watching that don't know you uh, and who you are in, in like a nutshell. Like this is kind of one of those difficult. How do you do this in a nutshell? But just like in kind of like one broad stroke, uh, would you just introduce yourself a little bit with who you are, where you are in the season of your life, who you're connected to, like as in like a family and or um, just what you're doing when it comes to job, career, uh, that kind of thing. So people can kind of just like, okay, here's a snapshot of who Corey Freeborn is. Yeah. Um, I'll start off with first um, my wife. Uh, tomorrow we celebrate 12 years. Let's go, man. Yeah, it's awesome. And we've been together for either 20 or 21 years, depending on who that you ask. Yeah. But <laughs> we met around 15, 16 years old, and um, and it's been awesome. Yeah. So um, 
we get to celebrate that, I think, without kids yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, um, But we have three kids. We have Amelia is our youngest, our girl. Uh, she's five, Dean's seven. I always have to think about this. And Jack is 10. Yeah. So they are our life. We have so much fun. And, um, and honestly, they're the ones that like make me want to be the best who I am yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I wear a lot of other hats. Uh, my wife and I opened a business five years ago. Uh, thanks for the yeah. sponsorship. You can see it here, <laughs> all the camera angles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we do physical and, and, and occupational therapy yeah. for injured workers. Um, so we have a place here in Lacey, Centralia. Um, and that's been a journey of its own. Yeah. That I'm sure we'll talk more about. Yeah. For those that can't, they're not watching visually. It's called freeborn wellness. Thank and you. is there like a tag to the occupational stuff there? Or is it just freeborn wellness when it comes freeborn to Freeborn wellness, yeah. industrial yeah. therapy. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely something that we were led to do, uh, that we can talk more about, but, um, well, I'm also a Lieutenant at a fire department, um, in a busy area. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of balancing that I'm still working on right now in my life. Um, just a lot of things every day, not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And, but, uh, I also get a lot of joy out of that and a lot of growth. So, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised kind of right by where that you're from, yeah, right. uh, <laughs> south of Sacramento in the Valley. That's right. Yeah. And, um, I miss the sun yeah. down there, but Washington <laughs> also gives us a lot of great things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, raised by my mom and dad. Um, and then, uh, later on I was gifted to have a stepdad and, uh, start kind of a different life up here to meet more people. And I'm yeah. thankful for that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you, uh, when I think about holistically, like who you are, it's, it's difficult to like fathom at times the amount of things that you have your hands in or have had your hands in simultaneously that are all, yeah, for lack of better terms, like they're all t turning to, to gold. Like they're all, they're all w making steps towards improving people's lives and, 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 and successful and growing. And I mean, that includes your marriage, that includes your family being, you know, part of that priority piece there, you know, and, and, but, but when I'm like, wait, so you're a full-time, you know, lieutenant of a fire department. And again, you said a busy area, like it's a busy area. <laughs> it's a busy area. Uh, the, you know, you guys aren't getting to sleep as much maybe as other places. And, and man, just shout out to the first responders in general, man. Like just like yeah. you guys are a, a, a different level of, of human when it comes to you, your ability to, to run towards the, the danger and the fire and all of those things that most people are running away from. So. Yeah, we will talk a little bit more about that. But so you're doing that, man, you're, you've started and are, you know, leading a, a business with your wife, launching a second location of that business, you know, so like leading teams of people, um, you know, you, there's, and then there's just, you know, you guys got a cool house and property, there's lots of projects and things out there, you know, consistently that you're involved in. And then there's these things where part of the impact, you know, you've had on me as we've been in relationship over four or five years now is the way that you in all of that can just have this ability to go, Hey, do you need help? Is there something that like I can, I, or, or not even, it's sometimes you don't even, you don't even ask the question. You just say, I can help, you know, or I can, Hey, you know what? You're looking at your phone for a second. And you're thinking like, I can, I have a window, you know, tomorrow or this weekend or whatever. 
I can come over there and, and help you, you know, take a look at that or whatever. And, and it's like, and so I'm sitting back going like, how, like how, how, how do you not only like practically have the, the wherewithal and the capacity to do things like that, you know, but also like the, it's, it's what I recognize. It's the, it's the heart capacity to see beyond your immediate preferences and or needs to be able to go I want to help meet and and be there for somebody else that I care about and it, it like it's just there's been so many times dude that just that concept has so challenged me in in who I am as a man where um you know again and I'm sure that there's times and seasons where that has stretched you beyond your limits you know uh, where you'd had maybe to take a step back and go okay I can't help as much or whatever that is. But like, there's just been times where I'm thinking to myself, this guy's willing, this guy's willing to come off of a 48 hour shift, which is where you're, you're here right now sitting yep. with me after 48 <laughs> hours of working, you know, in, in, in the fire world to be here, to have this conversation, um, because of relationship. And I go like, God, help me be more like that. H- help me have the ability to see people and the opportunity to serve and love and care for them in a way that, at times means my needs and preferences are sacrificed or being sacrificed, but that's okay. Uh, because there's just something deep. It's not just people pleasing. It's not just, um, like, you know, overextended generous, like desire to help everybody you see it's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's deeper than that. And it, I think, obviously, I think it comes from the Lord, whether or not it's, uh, you've always recognized that as something the Lord has given you, but I do think he's placed that part in you long before you even really journeyed into that like relationship with him. I think he's part of how he's wired you, but you've continued to let him cultivate that in a way that's been so impactful, man. So impactful. So one piece there, just out of the gate, wanted to communicate to you uh, and for people listening, like you're just, you are one of the most quality human beings, you and you and Andy, your family that I have ever met in my entire life. Like, and you've had four or five years to prove it to me now. Like <laughs> it wasn't just a one-time experience. Okay. Like they're good, good people. And it, it's consistent, uh, consistency over time that I've been like, these are, these are some of the most quality human beings I have ever met in my life holistically. And, uh, and there's so many other things I can and will say on this conversation, but that just wanted to start with that, uh, because of, for people to understand like why you're, you know, it's it's a value for me and a privilege to have you here with me today. So, uh, part of the journey of us starting this relationship, because we're in, we're in life group together, yeah. you know, which is going on, gosh, five, five years. Just I, about. I, yeah, mm-hmm. probably just about five years. And, um, you know, we had, Holly and I, when we moved to Olympia in 2017, we kind of got inserted into, invited into a life group uh, at the time with some, with some great dear friends, which, um, uh, which actually I'll have a, a, another one of those, uh, guys on the podcast at some point too. Um, but there came a time where we crossed paths at church and, you know, I can't remember how initially, cause it was like the second or third time that we really had that moment of connection of, uh, from that day, um, that, that morning I'll never forget, but I think we probably met you know, outside of the church before or after service or something like that, just kind of crossing paths. And, and so enough for you to be able to like, okay, I know, I know who who he is. I know who you are from like a, a name, you know, standpoint, but not any relationship really had started yet. Yeah. I think, uh, I remember 
the first time that we met, uh, you just got done doing a service and I was out in the parking lot. And you just walked up and you introduced yourself to me. That's right. Okay. Now and, I'm remembering. And I was still pretty like shy, I sure. guess, you know, I mean, uh, church is something that hasn't been part of my whole life, yeah. you know? And so it was, it was very new at that point. And I just remember like, oh man, I clicked with this guy. And I yeah. think I actually was like, Hey, we're going to have a July 4th party. Yeah. Come over. Yeah. Like we'll have a beer and just, yeah. just, just talk. Yeah. And um, that, that, that was part of what I first, when I first met you, yeah, speaking of that, I was like, what, how can this dude, I just met him. Like yeah. how could he invite, he, why, how could he just open his invite up to a, a family? Cause it was like, it was like 4th of July, but it was also like Jack's birthday kind of mm-hmm. combo kind of yeah. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, who does, who does that? Like who invites someone over to a we family? Kind of, yeah, I totally <laughs> no, Now I get it. But yeah, you're right. I think I remember that, that happening. Uh, that was that first moment. Yeah. 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 And then I think just after that, I think you guys were busy Yeah, during yeah. that time. Well, you're always busy, but, <laughs> but, uh, but then I think just through time, we just, we're able to talk more and they connect more. Yeah. Yeah. We had a few more interactions, uh, I think probably connected to church. Um, and then there was, um, the, the morning that I'll never forget. And, you know, I know it's like, you know, just the, the, the challenge of that season, you know, is something that, um, marked me and probably marked the beginnings of really really what became our friendship, uh, was the, a Sunday morning. I don't know if it was, in between a service or before or whatever, where you and I, you, you, you found me in the hallway or you caught my eye in the hallway and we locked eyes and you like, you know, came over to me and I could tell like your heart was heavy. Something was like significantly not, not good. And, and like, that's when you grabbed me like, can I, you know, can I talk to you? Can I share, um, just some really difficult, yeah, really difficult news of, uh, you, you know, yeah, I'm just thinking about the, the weight of that moment just your your dad yeah 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 and um i think you know as we kind of talked about before this just i don't think i would have been able to even talk about that moment before maybe now and um but yeah uh that day still definitely hands down marks one of the most difficult days of my life yeah and um i just remember i got off of work and it was just it was just one of those days at work, right? Yeah. Like, like we all have good days at work and we have hard days at work. And yeah. that, that was just a hard day. Um, there was, uh, I had some uh, calls at work that just really closely related to uh, the situation that I went through with the loss of my dad. And, um, and I was headed home and like any s- Sunday that I get off of work, Andy's, you know, she's calling me up like, Hey, are you coming to church in the morning? And, you know, I certainly tried to, and I was like that day, I'm like, no, I just can't like, just not there. And I didn't explain that to her. I I, I don't really talk about work that much at home, you know? So, uh, but I did like something's like, you gotta just pull off, get in there. And, um, yeah, that's when I found you. It was afterwards, uh, cause I remember that Pastor John was, uh, preaching that day and he had recently lost his dad. And so just another moment of just that connection yeah. on a difficult day that I was having. And, um, and yeah, like you, it felt like that you had known me at that point, my whole, like my whole life. Yep. And we just had that moment together. I know that Pastor John came in as well. Yeah. And um, he definitely saw me in one of the most difficult times of my life. Yeah. And, um, but 
I needed that. Yeah. You know, um, it was, it's been a long process, you know, uh, this month marks four years. And so, um, but you know, I think it's like anything with life that time can be helpful and also, um, through your heart and your mind to be able to, to get through hard things. And, uh, I just kind of told myself at some point, like, I I need to stop mourning the loss of my dad. I need to focus on remembering the life that he had. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been, um, that's been able to get me through a lot of it now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way, so yeah, when you said like, it felt like, you know, we, I knew you, we knew each other for our our whole lives in that kind of moment. There was, there was something like it, the way, the way my heart connected in that sense uh, to you in that moment when you came in and shared and, and we're just like, I I just, I just need, I just need to talk. I need somebody to, to, to pray with me and to, it was like the Lord gave me vision of like, this is your brother. Like you are brothers. Yeah. It was like an expedited kind of relational connection in a way that was like, it wasn't, I didn't even think it was like a second nature kind of thing. Like if this was your brother in that kind of relational t- you know, connection, h- how would you respond and be there in that moment? And so like, that's just like, it's got like, that was, I feel like the Lord spiritually imparted in that moment. And that's how I felt, you know, connected in, in that way to you. And I don't know, I don't know if I would say that's been lost ever since, like just that sense of like, uh, of, of connection. But, um, but part of what really stood out about that moment and then the following, you know, season that you just mentioned, the morning that turned into remembering and celebrating the life and the impact that he lived, lived in, and had was your, your natural, well, it may have not been natural, but you chose the intentional decision to rather than retreat and isolate on your darkest day and your darkest moment, uh, or, you know, find another way to cope with that. You, you pursued a community in, in, in a sense, you, 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 you recognized like, I need some, I need somebody, I need help. And, and like, I'll just never forget that. I'll never forget because you're not a weak dude, obviously. Like you've, you've carried a lot of weight on your shoulders for a long time in your life through different way things, capacities, you know, you're, you're the fact that you're, you know, coming up, how long have you been in, in, you know, emergency service, having fire and stuff more than 15 years, right? Are you more? Yeah. So, um, I started when I was 17, 18 years old Jeez. in high school. My senior year, I started, uh, immediately became a resident at the fire department, became a paramedic, um, went down that route, got hired. And, uh, now I'm at, at the department that I'm at now as a lieutenant. So it's definitely been this growth over, I guess that's 18 years now, um, which is crazy to even think about. I mean, I just remember feeling like I was a kid out there, you know, on a fire truck. Yeah. Well, you were, you were a kid out there on a fire truck. (laughs) But, but that sense of like, you, you've seen some stuff you've been through, obviously you've been strength and know how to be strength. So there was this, there was this moment of me recognizing this guy's not unfamiliar with what is required to be strong in very difficult and challenging moments. And in that he is made that intentional decision to not try to to take all this on by himself, but to put himself in a position that was vulnerable to say like, I, I need, I need help. Like, would you, I need somebody, I need something. And yeah, I I think part of me as a guy that's in a different kind of role with ministry and things that, 
again, very different in that space of careers and all that. But there's that sense of, of strength, of, of being strong. I am strong, but being strong and, and needing to be strong for a lot of people a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. To feel like when I am not good, I, I can get help or ask for help or lean on somebody else. And there, there was a really, really impactful moment that the Lord used you in that moment to show me like, that is the way, like he's designed and wants uh, our relationships to be. Um, and it, I just think there's a lot of people that when they, when they, if they're going through something now or they have gone through something, they will go through something just that like really strong reminder that like, you can't do it alone. And as much as you want to try and isolate or retreat and, push through or whatever else like there's something powerful about that like it's scary and to a degree because you're trusting somebody with like the most like uh you know uh sensitive like piece of a fresh wound to go i I don't even know um but but that that's that you just you did that man you did that in a way that i was like wow okay this is how you do this and um it, it, I'm just so thankful for that example because it was it was it marked me in a really significant way and I think has been a part of the journey that I've walked out in the last few years through some other things as I kind of he had a really great example in that there um, as you navigated that but man one of the things that um, I've also watched you do so well in that space is that that grieving and mourning transition and journey to that celebration and remembering um and I don't know if it's ever like a I don't know if it's a graduation of like you don't grieve and mourn anymore and you just celebrate and remember I'm sure that there's probably a a bit of a a -hmm. cycle at times but there's definitely been a shift like you mentioned like for people that are maybe experiencing loss or have experienced loss recently or uh, in the middle of that kind of season, someone close like a father or a mother or somebody in that capacity, wh- what would you encourage? How would you encourage them about that, about that transition, about like what helped you when you navigated that, you know, you mentioned time being a big factor, but is there anything else you would say w- that was helpful for you or might help other people as they're in the middle of processing maybe a similar thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I guess first just back up to that moment, um, it wasn't me that came to you that day. Like I told myself every reason to not get off sure. that exit sure. and to like not be open. And, you know, I think for years I had kind of buried things within. Sure. And, but this was like that news, that heaviness. Cause I felt like my relationship with my dad was like so far from being over. Like, yeah. in fact, I feel like it was just starting to really blossom, yeah. you know? And, um, but, uh, so that was really helpful to know like, Hey, like I've got people, yeah. like I have people on my side and being able to really lean on people and talk to people about it. Um, but ultimately I, I didn't want this to impact me being a dad Yeah. in a way of like, dad's not healthy. Yep. You know, I think it was important for my kids to see how hard that this is to go through. Cause that's just part of life. And sure them being raised in in a home that has a family that we love each other and we're going to go through good times and bad right right? um but i didn't want it to become their problem yeah and i wanted to be there for them i wanted to be the dad that still went out to throw the football yeah and 
and not just be the dad who's just constantly just mourning and going through these hard times. And the same thing with my relationship with my wife, you yeah. know, like this wasn't her fault that my right. dad died. Right. And, um, and so I knew that I needed to be the best me with all these hats that I wear, yeah. you, you know, and, um, and yeah, it, it's, it's been a challenge. There's still definitely moments and times but what I have realized is, um, you know, I didn't want to, with the anniversary of his death coming up, like, I didn't want to just mourn him every year on his anniversary, right. you know? I didn't want to just, like, mourn that he's not there on the holidays and the call to, like, instead, I've tried to shift it to how can I remember him and embrace him yeah. and think about him. And it is, it's crazy because when I did that, I've been flooded with memories that I like, I don't know if I w would have ever remembered to be honest, <laughs> you know, like, like just mentally I've been able to remember more, which yeah. has been really cool. Yeah. And I think that's his way to, too, to like tell me like, Hey, yeah. like we had great times. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it just, I, I had to keep moving on and that's what my dad would have wanted he yeah. would not have wanted he would have smacked me upside my head <laughs> if yeah. i was just gonna mourn him yeah. forever yeah. so um and then just through the, the life group and my faith and everything else like um and that was a process of its own like again i found every obstacle to not do it like yeah. when you guys asked i'm like Oh, another thing on the calendar, right. like more yeah. people to open up to, right. like all of these things. Right. But what a gift it has been yeah. for us in our life and the challenges that we have all been through. Yeah. I mean, when I think about our life group, I th it's like it, it was not what I was expecting it to be, to yeah. be honest. Oh, like yeah. Somebody new in the church and faith and everything, I'm like, oh man, like this is probably not going to be for me. Yeah. But to realize that you guys are just like any other people that have been in my life, but then to be able to dive even deeper. Yeah. And it's been a huge gift. Yeah. So that was when the, the day we had, I could, we just referenced from that day you came and talked to Pastor John and I, I walked away from that being like, we need to be around these guys. I, I, I want to be, it's not even like need to be. It was like, I, I want to do more life with them. And that, at that point we, we had some transition of, of uh, some couples in our life group that were moving and, different things and so there was just a little bit more space in that and you know I just remember going to Holly and being like I think that we need to talk to these I think talk to life group about inviting this couple in and their family um and at that point Holly hadn't really met you know you guys that much or knew you very well but she was she just knew how genuine I was sensing this and so um but but the rest of the group didn't really know you at that point from from what I remember there might have been some you know overlap but I remember them at that point too, being like, I don't, I don't know. Like we've, we've already had a couple years of that kind of, you know, it's always challenging, I think in the church context and really in any relationships, right? Like relationships are, are funky. You know, when you kind of get your, like your circle, if you will, it's hard to invite somebody in that doesn't yeah. have all of the context or experience from the previous things. And, you know, it takes more time to, to do that. And yet I believe as followers of Jesus, like that's part of what we're called to do. Like it's disciples making disciples. It's, it's that ability to recognize like, this is temporary, all of this, like there's eternity that we're, we're living towards in regards to like life and purpose. And so get over yourself kind of thing at, for me, I'm still speaking to me of like your own little kind of group that you've created this healthiness, obviously that, you, you like and enjoy and, and is good about having relationships that you have 
developed over time that you can be really vulnerable and trust. That does take time. And so there's something about protecting that. But I think sometimes in the church circles, that can be almost like idolized too much, where it's like we are going to never have any other relationships with people because of that. And also because we actually just, you know, don't want to have to put in the energy or the preference of whatever. And and I just knew this was different in general. You guys were, God spoke to me. It was like, I mean, that's not to over-spiritualize it. It was like, you, these guys need to be a part of your lives. And so um, just remember the, the group being more open than I thought they'd be to the idea of inviting you guys to come and, you know, and then I also was like, I don't know if they're even going to say yes. Like, I remember telling them like, these guys are busy and you know, they're, they're newer to faith in the church and stuff too. They may not even be open to that, but I just think we need to give it a shot. And, and so for the, the fact that it all came together and you guys did come and did overcome the like, oh, we're going to find childcare and one more thing on the schedule and not bail. Uh, and everybody in our, you know, in the group was, they were just like immediately like, oh yeah, these guys are the real deal. We love them. So all that wasn't the problem. It was really on your guys end that you just didn't give up that I'm, I really commend and go, man, part of why we have what we have now is because you, you guys just didn't pull the plug when you could have on, you know, a lot of uh, inconvenience and things that you guys were on the other side of, you know the area you had to drive 20, 25 minutes probably yeah. to be there. Yeah, all these things. And yet, man, what look at three and a half, four years later, you know, I, like you mentioned, I can't imagine all, life without the freeborns, you know, and not That's just life without the freeborns, mm-hmm. life without the freeborns and the depth of relationship and, and connection and vulnerability that we've created uh, with them, you know, over the last four years, it's like, yeah, of course they're, they're there, you know, I think so much of it has to do with my wife too. Like sure. she, she definitely drives me like not physically in the car, but like, <laughs> no, yeah. like motivation yeah. and like, nope, we're going to do it. And, um, and I, I can think of so many things in our life that, uh, I'm so thankful for that. I think I would have just like, been like, no, not, not right now. Yeah. Let me think about it. Let me process where she's like, oh, I, I already told them yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gee, I know. I, I, and there's so many things about Andy that are in that vein that I'm like, praise God for that piece of her, like in the way he's wired her and that because of, to your point, how many things maybe wouldn't be experienced, you know, had it so not been for, oh yeah, I already said yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. What do you, I mean, for, so being in it, right? Like you mentioned kind of newer to faith. You know, uh, it's something that you had context of growing up, but maybe not in the way that you have over the last four or five years. Um, I guess the question would be more twofold. One is specifically about like the, just the idea of authentic relationships and like life group stuff. And the other one would be more about your journey with, with Jesus. But so part one being what, what do you feel like is a part of, and our life group's not perfect. Obviously we've, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had several you know, seasons of some ups and downs and different things. And even recently have had a few come to Jesus talks together as a group to figure out like what, what, what's, what's the vision forward? What's, what are we doing? And all of the different adjustments, but we're still together and still like very much so involved in each other's lives in a really healthy way centered on Jesus. What would you say from your vantage point coming in as the, to this point, still the newer, you know, couple or family to the, to the group, what, what's been a factor that you would say has been part of why we have worked or why, why, why it has worked as a 
you know, three, four, five different families with different things and seasons of life and different things, like yet somehow ha- has maintained ongoingly connection, a relationship and growth together. What, what do you see as one of the things that has been a factor to that or like a part of that formula that's helped it work? Life. Yeah, I think it's, it is exactly what the definition is of a life group. Yeah, and tell me more, tell me more about that. Yeah, um, just, you know, I, I thought my, my perspective, I guess, in my mind was that like, I'm gonna have to go into this group and open up a Bible and read names that I'm still new at and I sure. don't understand sure. or like go through that. And I was, there's part of like, me that was maybe embarrassed to do that sure. or shy to do sure. it or whatever. And to realize that it's people who have similar life values and maybe in different ways, um, people who go through different seasons of life through difficulty. Um, we've lost people in our life group yeah. through cancer and that was tough. And to be able to be there together for that, um, to be able to be open and not feel judged and uh, to be me, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't always in the other parts of my life just be completely me. Yeah. And um, and that has definitely been one of the biggest gifts and something that makes me that on like on a Monday night when I'm t- tired, like to motivate me to still go. <laughs> totally. But honestly, it was just... Um, I'm so thankful that what I believed it was going to be is so far from what it really is and that we are going through these phases of life together um, while still being able to pray for each other and still talk about God and what he's doing in our life or what we hope that he does next in our life. And and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been one of the um, biggest gifts that we've had. Yeah. So then like part, but that, that part B of that question of just the, uh, the journey, even over the last four or five years, with your relationship with Jesus and the context of even like church community in general, going to being involved in a church, Christian church, what, you know, I, I think part of what I'm curious to hear your perspective on, because there's, again, there's also a lot of people that are listening or they know people in this kind of seat that are like newer, uh, to to the faith and didn't have the same kind of like upbringing that was you know super involved in the church world or whatever else like all the time so the the language is super familiar the terms or whatever else um one of the things i've watched you do so well is allow there to be a healthy journeying of like learning and growing and not feeling like not letting your potential embarrassment or insecurity yeah um stop you from continuing to show up and engage and learn and be a part of it. And I do recognize that that's a, that is a significant hindrance for a lot of people. It's that sense of like, I don't, I, I don't want to, why would I put myself in an environment where I don't know as much as the other people around me and potentially could appear or whatever as, as not the same as all of them. Um, you know, again, you're coming from a lot of, you're, successful other environments where you're you're the boss (laughs) you're like right you you do know you you you're the one people are going to for the answers um in your business in your your role as a lieutenant in the fire department just different things and so to put yourself in a place where you might be coming into an environment where you aren't the boss and you don't know as much you've from what i've watched you've still found a lot of 
reasons to do that. And, you know, I've watched really Jesus become more real to you uh, over the last four or five years that I've gotten to watch and then watch him become more real in your family with, you know, with Andy and her relationship with the Lord and your kids. Yeah. And, and I'm watching like, you know, legacy stuff, like transformational stuff for your, for your future family and generations to come because of how Jesus is really becoming more real. The Bible is becoming more real. But like from your seat, what what have you seen over these four years? Maybe, you know, just a thing or two doesn't have to be all of it. But like what stands out to you about like why this is valuable? Like why come on a Sunday? Why even try to like learn or pray or, you know, read the Bible and spend time growing in an area that maybe you feel like you're less knowledgeable in, but you're you've experienced something real what is it that you've experienced that's real and it's not just theory or philosophy that continues to keep you like growing and coming back? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as I think about my life, like backing up to when I was a kid, we went to church, but, you know, it was one of those things that kind of came and went type of sure. thing. And and I don't remember it much, to be honest. Like, like um, I, I, I remember events within the church, but not necessarily like the gospel of it. And um, and then growing up, it's just something that I wasn't really connected with. Um, I, I work in a field that sometimes it's made fun of or it's judged sure. or, sure. you know, it's like, how do you be open and have these discussions with p- people? But you have to realize like everybody has the ability to live their own life, right? Yeah. And um, part of my journey through life is that I've been able to deploy and to help in a disaster um, sense. So I went to Katrina in 2006, and um, I and I was I was 18 years old, um, and I was down there for about nine months and just saw a devastation. You know, I had no idea what I was going to to be honest I didn't even know I was getting paid to go I thought it was just like a volunteer going down down there to help out and through that process like I saw like signs of what that God does in people's life because the south is really driven by God's work and in a moment where you lose everything and for people to still see that was motivating to me um, I remember pulling over one day and I just got off the phone with my mom. She probably doesn't even remember this. And I was just like, I was m- missing home. I just got back from here for the holidays. And I was like, it was so weird to be back home where everything was normal. Yeah. And then to fly back there where there's not even not a street sign, yeah. you know, on Jeez. the road. And there was a church that was just a bunch of tarp tarps up. And just, so I just pulled over and, it's like, man, like these people are like being moved right now. And just like remembering like they have lost everything, but in their eyes, they had lost nothing. And it was like, it, it, and it was weird because like I felt it, but I still didn't have any relationship with God like, yeah. at all. And I came home and I'll fast forward. I deployed to Haiti a few times, um, but one time was right after the earthquake and I was there with one of my best friends. I love the guy. He's an atheist, like does not believe that there's yeah. any higher power whatsoever, right? And we're there and it was on a Sunday and it was him and I running this hospital there. 
and we were medics there, but practicing at a higher level sure. that we did here at home. Yeah. And we were able to see like three or 400 people a day, um, to treat. And it was just crazy. It was chaos. And, um, and one day on a Sunday, it's like, where is everybody? And our interpreter's like, oh no, it's Sunday. Like nobody's going to come here for treatment. Like their treatment is, is God. And I'm like, what? And then we started hearing like these like chanting sounds and like, what's that? Like come outside. So we go out there and there's hundreds of Haitians like on the road, like with drums and megaphones and like, and they're praying for us, the two of us. I'm like, man, and it, Mm. and I remember it even (laughs) moving him. He's like, huh. Mm. So I had these like signs of, um, like, man, like this is maybe something that I should pursue. And what I've realized now is God was always trying to pursue me. Yeah. And I was just like, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. And just kind of pushing against it, I guess. Um, and what it has brought me now is one is, and I'm not perfect, right? Like I make sure. so many mistakes and yeah. I'm so grateful that, um, that I am able to live this life that I do, even with the things that I have done. And, um, but it has it has brought me closer to my family, to relationships, um, and to just be able to know, like in that moment, as you have talked about before, like just being able to just just pray yeah. and and know that I'm being heard and I'm not being judged. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it's been huge. Yeah. So. Well, it's been one of the for for me on a personal level, like just friendship and then ministry as well. Like it's been one of those. It's been one of those consistent and ongoing examples over the last few years that the Lord has shown me as like, this is, this is what's possible. Like when it comes to what he's able to do in people's lives, like there's you're and you're so right. He's been pursuing you like for a long time. And I think that there are people listening even to this now or watching this now that I hope that that will be a little like whisper to their heart of like God's pursuing you and he's not pursuing you because he wants to like you know, punish you because of the life that you've lived or like trying to make something, make you fix you about He's pursuing you because he loves you. He yeah. wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's been those moments that even, even until you, you came to that point where you're like, okay, you know, like, all right, Lord, like, uh, or I'll give this a go. Uh, he's, he's continued to love and pursue you. And I think that's something that somebody else needs to hear even as they're listening to this right now. But uh, to get to watch that happen in your life over the last four or five years in a way where it has been such a cool reminder for me, as a pastor that's given my life to this world of, of, of preaching and teaching the gospel and making disciples that make disciples, uh, that, that like, no, really like Jesus can impact and change someone's life and family as they get closer to him over the course of time. And they grow in relationship and understanding. And I mean, you just, I've watched that happen genuinely in your guys, uh, lives and and it is it's one of those things too i think sometimes people hear these stories and they go they hear those crazy crazy testimonies of like you know the drug addict that again praise god that god freed up and released and man they got clean and their whole life turned around and now they love and serve jesus and you know they were they were in prison or selling and dealing and now they're they're not doing that anymore and there's this like massive contrast of like dark and light and and then but but i almost think it's it's more, and then in the, in the, the scriptures are even clear about this, 
the concept about it's more difficult for uh, like a rich man to um, you know get into heaven than it is to to you know basically find a, a needle in a haystack or uh, like there's this idea of like it's it's or get a camel through the eye of the needle that's what it is it put to put to put a camel through the eye of the needle is 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 easier than a rich man getting into heaven but the concept more so is like the person that has experienced success and doesn't have need for much in their life it's more challenging for them to see and understand like they still need like the god they still need a relationship with jesus in order to actually experience like true and genuine purpose in life and saving from their sin and and so but for the person that doesn't have anything it might be easier for them to see that's kind of the concept i'm not putting you in this rich you know super but like there was this there's been this journey with you where it's like you, you didn't come from this massive broken life of sin necessarily that that the lord is t- that the testimony you you have experienced a lot of things and you have a good heart and all of these things that some people would maybe use as arguments for like the the opposite of why people don't need god or why religion is whatever i mean they would say like well there's but look at these good people like look at these people doing good things going to you know katrina relief or haiti and 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 yes and yet there's still the need for the gospel because they can't save themselves with their good works and ultimately they they still need to be forgiven of their sin and, and, and made clean by the blood of Jesus to to experience that full sense of forgiveness and new creation in Christ to understand that it's not even about all of their good works that they can and I just have watched your life and family be such a beautiful example of like this is such a powerful testimony like these guys have been good people and yet they're experiencing the transformative power of Jesus and understanding that like they they can't do it on their own and they're even quote unquote better people or more impactful people in in a family with Jesus at the center of their life uh, because he gives something that no nothing else that this world can offer and and that's just been so it's been so cool to watch man thank you thank you yeah, yeah it has it's been a good a good feeling for us as well and i think it's made us better leaders too in the business that we own yeah you know uh one of the biggest challenges as we have grown the business is that relationship like andy and i love as you guys know like we love to build relationships yeah friendships and and to feel overextended in the sense of like wow like there's just actually not physically enough hours in the the week to be able to catch up with each individual um, and to maintain that relationship that we desire to have with with our staff. I mean, uh, we have such a great connection with everybody there and they've been able to see us lead through some pretty hard times. Like we opened up the business and the pandemic hit and we had to shut down the business, right? Right, and, right. Um, but they were able to see how we navigated through those difficult days yeah. and months. Um, but, uh, but I think that they have been able to see who that we are as humans and and the type of a business that we want to have and what we want the patients to feel when that they come in. Yeah. And so it, it has led us to just to be overall better people. Yep. You know, better bosses and yeah. And uh we still continue to learn though. Yeah. I mean totally, totally as we yeah. all do, mm-hmm. right? Um so like kind of shifting into that world of of business and career and like dreams in that space. Right. It's so like freeborn wellness is um you know, is, is a seed that was something that probably was planted in, you know, you and Andy's heart 
a long time ago and maybe it took a while for it to kind of get you know it's it's blossom into where it is now which which is again two two different facilities across um, Lewis and Thurston County you know and just continuing to grow in its reach and its ability to serve and care for people um, but taking that step back right again the person that maybe doesn't know you but hears about this or sees this from uh, and even again someone that does does know you I'd love for a, a, just a moment to just talk about some of that like how how are you doing this how do you guys do this and when I say this I mean have a business with with two teams I mean one team but two locations and 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 manage and lead that team well like you mentioned care for them well and and not just dictate but like you're you're investing I mean the way you I've, I've watched you guys invest into your team you know in your business and creating opportunities and environments for them to to have not just a a paycheck but like a a community an authentic place of of being cared for and belonging and all of that right while they're doing their jobs it's it's been amazing to see you so you're doing that you're working as a you know full-time you know firefighter and have three kids and you know lots of other things outside of the relationships you're talking about how if somebody is probably thinking as they're listening to this like that's not real or that's not possible or they see people like that and they're like they don't get it and think to themselves I can't you know step into this thing you know maybe that I want to step into because I have a full-time job right now and I have responsibilities maybe for family so I'm not going to start this business or step into this dream until I'm just will you just talk about that world how you guys are balancing that or trying to balance and navigate that and maybe even to the person that's like I can't start you know my dream or my business because of where I'm at you know maybe if you wrestled through some of those thoughts and how you navigated some of that yeah it's definitely been a balance and one that we continue even this last week to work on like like um we have not by any means been able to perfect it sure um but there's a reason for that as well and that'd be a whole nother yeah sure yeah episode um but uh um it's been it's been a process you know we were definitely both led at separate times to open up what we have now and it comes from history my dad um uh, part of the reason of his death is he was an injured worker. And I was also an injured worker 15 years ago on an ambulance. And so, like, we both had these passions um, for that and yeah. how to, like, step up and serve to another level and to provide a better care. But I didn't quite realize what we were getting into, sure. to be honest, yeah. you know. And, um, and I remember so many days, I mean, for first years of the business um getting off a shift and just being exhausted and to walk into the doors of the business and and every time that i walk in i look up at our name above and i'm like i'm gonna be here to be the best who i can you know and but then it'd be like hey the fax machine's not working and hey you know this patient didn't show up or you know whatever the problem was in the moment i would think in my mind like oh my goodness, an hour ago, like I just told a loved one that their loved one just died. Like, and just be able to make that transition in my mind was super difficult Yeah, and it was hard. And we went through many, many months of just like feeling overwhelmed. 
And I think the biggest key that we have learned is you have to embrace the people. Yeah. Like you have to show them that they are important and qualified enough to make decisions that they're not just there to earn a paycheck, right. but we also give them the ability to like go buy a new fax machine or whatever it is. Right. And, and, and to maybe step away um, from the concept of, I think so many first time business owners think that they have to be everything, you right. know, they have to be the marketing person and they have to oversee the patient care and, and do all the payroll and everything else. And it's just, it, it is too much. And so you have to be able to help embrace others yes. to support your mission and to make something grow. Yeah. And I think that Andy and I haven't done the most perfect job at it because there's been learning moments, but I think we've done a really good job. We wouldn't be where we are right now without being a, able to, to motivate others to, to take over some of those roles. Yeah. And, um, and I think that we'll continue to do that. You know, kids are going to school, praise God, this uh, <laughs> year. I yeah. mean, there's, there's hard things with that as well. Sure. Um, my time with my daughter is going to be limited, but at the same time, just to have a little bit more of the freedom yeah. to, to continue to help it grow. Yeah. But you, uh, when it comes to business, you got to follow your heart and you got to be bold and, um, and, and taking risk if you have faith, I think is an okay thing to do. Yeah. And yeah. It, it will pay off. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. One of the things that I, what I resonate with, we resonate with each other a lot is that value of being like a quality dad and a yeah. quality husband, yeah. right? Amidst all of this stuff, we both recognize in life that no matter how successful we could be outside of the home, in business, in ministry, in career, whatever, that if we're not successful in the home and in our marriage, that we're unsuccessful, right? Yeah. Like we, I think we both would resonate with that sentiment. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of men and women are really challenged by is just how, how do you, how do you do all of that, right? In a way that's still at the end of the day, you know, and I think part of where I'm even in this season of my life is recalculating and assessing this constantly and, and wanting to do a better job of just, if I were to sit down with my kids and go, how is, how have you felt like daddy's been spending time with you lately? Yeah. Like how present, how much eye contact have I been giving you or how, how seen do you feel? And they were able to understand that. Like it wasn't like just talking to a three-year-old and them not getting what I meant. Like they were to get that and then give me an honest answer. Like what would that honest answer be? And would I be happy with that? Uh, not just happy with it. Would I be, would I be content in a way that was like, that's, that's good. That's where I want to be. And um, you know, I think for guys like you and I too, so much of the extra mile and hours and burning the candle wick at the end of both sides or whatever the terminology is and in the middle there you go. yeah right <laughs> all of that it's i would say again for kind of speaking on for both of us but for so many other guys out there and and, and gals out there as well in the same capacity that the the effort and sacrifice is motivated in large part because of our families yeah. wanting to help create something for them in, in the future that is ca going to care for them in a way that is beyond where we are able to care for them now. And, uh, and yet there are those, those realities where sometimes that exchange isn't maybe, maybe worth it or, or it's not worth it to the way we think it is until we can 
get there and we recognize, gosh, my daughter's 16 now and doesn't want me to get on the floor and play these games with her or whatever else. And, and so I say that to say we've got kids in a similar season. You know, Jack's older than, than Weston by a few years, but we have kind of that layering. And, you know, I, I think something I'm super thankful for when I think about you and Andy in our lives is that you are people that ha- are both going after all that God's placed in your heart when it comes to dreams, calling, career, uh, making a difference in the world, you know, helping and serving people. Um, building something with your life, you know, it's going to outlast you, but also like wanting to continue to grow in your marriage and as a father and as a mother, where we are going to continue to be able to have relationship within our context that we can keep challenging each other to do that well, right? Yeah. To be mm-hmm. those like, let's go and drive up to the mountain and jump in the snow kind of thing, you know, with our kids and make it happen or you know, and remember how fleeting the time is really with them in these seasons while we're building, while we're sacrificing in all these other areas. And so I'm just thankful we have that and we'll continue to have that in the seasons to come because I know how easy it is to to lose sight of that stuff that really matters when it comes to that without people that are in close relationship with me that can be like, hey, dude, I love you. It's awesome that you're doing these great things for people and making an impact. But like, how how's your time with Weston? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How's has Laney felt seen by you in the last mm-hmm. three weeks? You know, that can come from not like a judge, judgmental place, but like a, you care about that more than you care about me being a great pastor or a great yeah. podcast or whatever mm-hmm. else. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think for me, that's that there's there's no price tag I can put on that. Like people like th- that relationship, uh, accountability, that like minded, like hearted value of like what really matters and you and Andy have that in a way that just Holly and I are super thankful for and resonate with and and pray we can continue to be that for you as well but yeah it's just it's special and I think I'm saying all that to say I hope people find that and look for that right you've got to have people in your life that aren't just celebrating you when you've hit this next milestone of career or whatever and you know but they're also celebrating you when you've said no to something because it means you've had more capacity to be a more present dad. Absolutely. Right. Or, you know, that you, whatever that is. And, and I just think like that is an intentional pursuit. You have to pursue people in relationships that are going to be close enough to you to champion the stuff in you and your family that really matters. And not just with the world on the outside. Again, not that it's bad. It's good. Yeah. But that it's, it's just helpful because I don't think we get there by ourselves. I think we lose sight of it pretty quickly when we're, when we're isolated by that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to just those reminders together, like, yeah. like what you mentioned, that's, that's huge. Cause you know, the clock is still ticking. Yeah. And, um, and our time here is such a gift yeah. and, you know, I just, I think about my kids and and my and um, my relationship with my wife and if something was to happen tomorrow and we lost the business and I wasn't in my other job anymore like who's going to be there at the end of the day right totally. and so the best investment that I can put in in time and my energy and my love and everything else is them yeah and the people who help support and cherish the relationship that I have with my family yeah yeah 
Yeah, you're an amazing husband and dad, man. I remember just even recently when you uh, you had a birthday kind of celebration. I think it was a slash it for Jack, mm-hmm. where you guys did like the uh, was that Jack's or Dean's party? Dean's. Can't, can't. It yeah, was Dean's outdoor. That's what it was. Dean's party, and you guys set up on you know on on your property just all these different little environments and shooting bow and arrows and uh, building a little fo- like shelter for thing and like fishing raw i mean you did you guys went all out and it was this i remember being there and thinking to myself like if there was and it wasn't for to like make everybody look at you and be like look at i'm a good dad it was because there were little things that you knew would be an expression to your son that like like i i value you i see you and like i want to make memories in this special day to celebrate you and your birthday that you know i just took a step back and i was like you could have done one or two of those things and kind of called it good if you want you know like hey i I did something i'm busy and you know at least we had a birthday party whatever those and yet i just watched you like that was your priority that day like it was like that was your your great uh you know next goal for the business kind of thing that you were hitting and it was just to man make this experience for your kids like the best you could do and and that it just like that's who you are man you are you have those moments with your kids and and i know with andy in a way that's like um no i'm gonna i'm gonna lean in in a way that it it it, it's what is is not only needed but it's like what will make an impact and go beyond just the temporary um that i'm just so inspired by and want to continue to grow and as a man and as a husband and as a dad as well and it just it's so good to have examples of that in this life where you know sometimes i think it's they're just lost those examples are lost because they're not always you know instagrammed and uh you know promoted and i don't think that should be right but it's just good to be reminded like that that was worth your time and investment and and in in a busy fast-paced full plate life we are constantly making those micro decisions on if something's worth it or not and you know, I think we need to be get better. And I think the Holy Spirit is significantly helpful in this, uh, helping us discern moments. But I think in general, we need to get better. And I will say to parents and husbands, specifically spouses, but husbands, because I, I am one, we need to get better at making better judgment calls on those what's worth it or not, especially while we're in a season where our kids are still young. Um, and I'm talking, I'm talking to myself, but the ability to go, like, yeah, let's go all in today. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Yeah. You know, and so. Well, I think that you said it well when you said you have to be intentional. Yeah. Like, that was an intentional day. It was. And I remember that morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be very intentional on Dean for his yeah. birthday. You know, he's the middle kid. Yeah. Uh, his birthday's in the middle of the winter time. Yeah. Like, just, I wanted that day to be special for him. And Andy and I have talked about it many times. You know, like outside of our marriage and when my kids were born, that was honestly one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because he he was so thankful yeah. and had so much fun. But also, I think we had like 35 kids there that day yeah. to be able to see them have that experience yeah. as well. Because yeah. maybe that they haven't ever had that experience or, um, or maybe their parents are not being as intentional in this, 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 a phase of their life. Um, 
but just to see how much of these kids just love that day just yeah. meant so much to Andy and yeah. I. And yeah, yeah. It, it was awesome. Yeah. It's going to be hard to top it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, my kids were yeah, impacted by it. And, you know, and thank you now for setting the expectation so high for them. So I'm just <laughs> no, it was, it was so, but that's, that's a snapshot. I think for, for when I think about like the way I've watched you, you know, lean in and that's that, that really important capacity as a dad and, um, and continuing in that space too, as a husband. So, uh, you know, man, I, I think I, the thing I, I'm most excited about when I think about, you know, your, when I look at the future for you and your family is the, the already foundation that you've laid and the already the amount of things that you've done and accomplished and have sewn into that at, at a young age, I mean, you are still extremely young on the side of life that, you know, you are to have where you are almost 20 years in firefighting. And I mean, married for, you said 12, 12 or 13, 12 years tomorrow, but yeah, yeah, 12 years tomorrow. And by the time this podcast comes out Tuesday, so yeah, you'll have celebrated it. You know, this, like that's, I mean, you know, you've already seen and accomplished a lot. Like you could call it good now and, and feel like, man, like I made a pretty significant dent. And yet there's still so much that is in front of you guys that I know um, the Lord has for you as you continue to be consistent and faithful in the small but right things day in and day out, Um, caring for people the way that you have been and being a good friend, being a good husband, dad, uh, boss, coworker, et cetera. Um, When you think about this kind of wrapping up this conversation today and this podcast, like the whole the big idea of it, which I'm thinking about even the moments we've had so far, there's probably a lot of it implied throughout the conversation, but is really to like challenge and encourage people to consider the things that are holding them back so they can get freed up from those things so they can build up who they were made to be. And you've overcome a lot and are still overcoming a lot, you know, even in your lifetime, you know, current season, it's evident in your life and in your family, you are building God is building in you and you are building who you were made to be like it's evident it's it's not you don't have to search for it it's there it's pretty clear um and and so for me that it it, it indicates like there's been a lot of overcoming things in your life that have held you back at times or in seasons uh when you think about that maybe even now there's still things that you would say like I'm I'm overcoming this now as I step into more of who I was made to be and or I look back on something that held me back that I have overcome. What's something that just stands out that you would say, like, for your life, you're like, that's been one of those freed up to build up moments uh, that I've experienced personally? Yeah. Um, first, I just want to thank you, like, for this invitation. Yeah. And and um, make sure I just take that moment because um, I've, I've gone through a process in my head about yeah. this day, right? Yeah. Like, knowing that it was going to come and maybe being more open than what people know of me. And, um, but to be able, uh, to speak to others in case if they've gone through something in their life that I have and to be able to speak to them as a gift. So I do appreciate that. And to answer what that you're asking, you know, for me, I think that every person needs to come up with a mantra, you know, of some sort in their life. Like for me, it's contentment and happiness like those are the two things that I want like that's with my family that's with my everyday living that's with my home yeah um 
and my counter mantra is chaos and stress, yep. which is really interesting because I deal with chaos a lot in my line of work, right? right. Um, right. But um, it's, it's um, I, think, I think in order to know what you're looking for, you have to also know what you're not looking for. Yes. And, um, and the second part of that is life, you know, I've been blessed with the ability to see life come into this world, um, being able to be there when a baby's born, but more often than not, I'm, I'm there when, when, when life from this, this earth goes yeah. away yeah. and, um, and I've seen it in very young people and in very old people but um our time here on 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 earth is a gift and so to be able to to live in that moment and see things for what you do have and so if that's time with your kids or your wife like take advantage of every one of those moments and don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will come right and hopefully and um and and you need to approach those when that time comes, the challenges that you're going to be faced with. But today you just need to focus on who's in your life and yeah. what you're currently doing. Um, because it is, it's, it's a short time and it's a gift. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So you know, good. So it's yeah. so, it's so simple and yet so challenging. So hard. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, like, I think, but, but there's something about the reminder and the continual reminder of the help rebring, you know, that back to the focus of like how powerful it is in its simplicity, but, and how true it is. And, and so, yeah, no, man, appreciate, I appreciate that reminder today. And I know people listening are going to be really encouraged and impacted by your, your willingness to yeah sit here and even have this conversation. You know, I just... I don't know how much podcast experience you have being on a, this is one of your first ones. This is first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel privileged in that sense. I know the challenge of just navigating, like, am I really going to yeah, go on and, and have a conversation that I don't know what he's going to totally ask yet or whatever else. And so just honor and admire that courage and willingness to do that in the process that you, you took to really care about, uh, care about your yes. And I know you've talked about, other things that God's placed in your heart for the future around just more than even what you're doing now. And I hope and pray that even this experience inspires more of that. You yeah. know, like there's, there are people that need to hear Corey Freeborn's voice and experience and invitation to, to more uh, uh, that, whether it's in the world of, you know, the first responder world, uh, entrepreneur, you know, how you do both that. Cause there is that thing you've mentioned about just, there's this unique world of people like you that are in that, that space that are like got dreams to start and want to do business, but also are in, you know, the first responder, you know, emergency services kind of world and trying to figure out that you, you, uh, you've got something to say and, and it's beyond that. Like, you know, yeah. you're, a, you're an incredible business leader. You're an incredible, you know, boss in those environments. And, but, but, I pray that even today, like you, you leave and you feel the sense of like, okay, like, and maybe this is even a moment that you'd look back on and go, some of those things that God has probably deposited in you that you're like, I don't know, it might just be uh, that you'd look back on maybe this conversation and go, that that was part of some of the, the ceiling of what God has been speaking that maybe just takes, pushes me one more step to take, you know, forward because you've lived, you've walked the walk, you're still doing it but you've walked the walk now for a long time 
And so yeah, your 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 words carry weight. They're they're weighty. Thank you. And and there I do think is a season probably coming whether you're ready for it or not where you know because you've faithfully walked the walk and you you've you've led a consistent life in that way uh, that um the Lord will begin to give you more opportunities to to speak and to talk that is going to be exponentially impactful because of the way that you've laid that foundation of living what you're preaching uh in a way that not all the people not a lot of people can say in that same capacity so I'm going to be here for that and championing you in whatever that world may or may not look like but just because I God, I just believe in you guys so much. You and Andy are a powerful, dynamic duo, a husband and wife partnership. Your family, your kids are just beautiful, man, inside they and are. out. They're amazing. Oh, they're just, every time I'm around them, I'm like, this is, this, I, I that is part of ev- the evidence yeah. of that you guys are, you're, you're, you're doing it right. I mean, like, you, well, and it's so amazing how much they influence my life as sure. well. Like, I think they think I just, influence them yeah. and it's like oh man like yeah. i learned so much from those kids and from my wife and, yeah. and i'll speak on to like if there are first responders that are listening to this or somebody that's trying to get a business going like they know how to get through to you um but you know i i've had to lean on other people yep. and so um it's, it's also a gift for me to be able to help out yeah you know and be there so. yeah and i and i'll probably put some of your if you if you're open to it some of your just some basic contact you know an email or something that in, in the podcast show notes or whatever if there's somebody in that capacity that's like man i resonate with that whether they know you or not but in that space that maybe you're like would would love to pick your brain and or ask some questions or run some ideas by you maybe that you know not that you necessarily have the time for all of that right now but for people to have a place they could reach out. Yeah. I, I'd love to put some contact there. And so we'll make sure we do that. But, uh, but man, just thanks for taking the time. Yeah. yeah. No, man. Thank you. I, I think it's amazing. Um, how that you're doing this podcast and, um, for every one of us that you say that we've made an impact on your life. Think about every one of us that you've made an impact on ours. And so, uh, you should definitely be very proud of what that you've done. It's awesome. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, so appreciate that, man. It means a I lot. Appreciate the invitation. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Well, with that, for everybody listening and watching, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, see you later. <laughs>